Welcome to Jumpstart Your Joy. I'm your host, Paula Jenkins. I invite you to join me as we explore how inspiring people have chosen joy in their lives and what they have to share with us about how to jumpstart joy in the world. Plus, how do we follow our own hearts, find work that lights us up while mindfully noticing the role joy plays in our own journey. Welcome to episode 138. This is Paula Jenkins, the host of Jumpstart Your Joy. This week on the show, you guys, I'm excited to have singer, songwriter, and musician Carrie Powers joining me. She has just released her latest album, which is entitled Starseeds. I'm so honored and delighted to have her here on the show this week to talk about her creative process, about getting honest and telling your truest story, and about how music is a connecting force. I just loved this conversation so much, especially when Carrie shares things like sometimes you have to hit rock bottom to find your true joy. So before we get to the interview, I want to give you guys a warm welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in this week and always. If you're new around here, Jumpstart Your Joy is a weekly show and it comes out on Tuesday mornings. You can find Jumpstart Your Joy on all of the regular podcasting spots like Player FM and iTunes <laughs> and Spotify, just to name a few. If you'll search for Jumpstart Your Joy and hit subscribe, that would be great. And then you will get every episode very automatically downloaded to your mobile device each week. Also, I special highlight for this week is If you are curious about starting your own podcast, maybe you listen to a bunch of them and wonder what it would be like or what it would take to start your own show, you guys, this is one of my very favorite topics to talk about with anyone, anytime. And so I would love to encourage you and point you to my podcasting fundamentals class, which is on the website, jumpstartyourjoy.com. And you can find the link at the top of the page under classes. And that's where I share, you guys will first get a download of all of my favorite products and tools and tricks and even code where you can get a couple of free months of hosting on Libsyn, which is the group that hosts my show. This week on the show, it's such a treat to get to speak with Carrie Powers, who really is as soulful as the blues music that she writes and loves so much. What I love about Carrie is that she she has this deeply intuitive nature and she is present like no one I've ever met. Truly, she is in the moment with you and she speaks right from her heart. It's just a real treat to speak to someone who shares so openly about joy and the role it's played in her life and also about how she can see music and sounds in a way that I've never heard anyone describe it before. So if you're curious about some of the things that we talk about, you'll want to grab the show notes for this, which are at jumpstartyourjoy.com forward slash Carrie Powers, and it's K-E-R-R-I, and you'll find that on the homepage as well of the site this week. And I'm super honored that Carrie has allowed me to play a couple of her songs As we close out here, you're going to want to stay till the very end because I'm going to be playing two from her brand new album, Star Seeds. First, at the end, you'll hear Somewhere on the Vine, which just captured my heart. And Free Bird Flying is the other one that I'm going to play, which is a song she wrote about her mother. And you'll hear us talk about that one in the episode as well. So really, without further ado, let's get to that conversation with Carrie Powers. 
Welcome to the show. Today, I am so excited to have Carrie Powers on. Welcome to the show, Carrie. Thank you so much for having me, Paula. Hey, so Carrie is a musician, a singer-songwriter, and she is just releasing her brand new album, Star Seeds. The first question, though, I ask everybody, Carrie, is what did you love most as a child or in school? What were your earliest sparks of joy? Well, my earliest is probably going to seem really obvious, but anything having to do with music or art, those were my, mm-hmm. my, I wasn't a fan of school. I did well, but I just, I wasn't really a fan of the structure per se. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I think yes. the music and art, you know, color in general, I have this, I'm, I'm a synesthete, so I see colors when I write music and things. So I think really overall color, my first memories of any, any kind of color and, and the way that they were combined with uh, with art or music. So that for sure, that's the most memorable. Mm, that is so cool. Can you explain a little bit, what does that mean when you say that you see colors? I'm fascinated by this. Oh, sure. You know, it's funny how that came about. I never knew that I had what they call synesthesia. And friends of ours, my husband and I were out to dinner one night with them, and they were talking about, you know, synesthesia in general. And I have always, from the time I was a little girl, as long as I can remember, I've always identified the days of the week or related them to a color. Like Mondays have always been a hunter green. Tuesdays have always been yellow. Wednesdays, like a rose color red. You know, so it just goes on from there. And I just assumed everyone else has done that as well, you know. Mm-hmm. Never really gave much thought to it. And then I took a, a battery test and I scored like a 93%. So it explains why when I play music, sometimes I see it's very hard to describe, but I see like various patterns of color at times. It is rather fascinating. You know, I just, again, I guess I've taken it for granted because I've had it from the time I was a little girl. But even like, you know, I, I see certain colors when I play a certain song and I have a lot of vivid imagery when I'm writing. It's like these little vignettes or movies, you know, these little mm-hmm. movie trailers that are going on. So, yeah, just I've always been that way. So I never really gave it much thought, you know. <laughs> That's fascinating. <laughs> it's, it's funny because I haven't heard of that, but I can relate at some level of like yeah. sometimes when you're in a moment or when you hear a song, you're like, no, I can see what this song means. Like, it, exactly. it, you know, it's a country road or it, and that might be a little bit obvious because John Denver. But no, like, no, I know what you mean. But it's like a crossing almost. Uh, synesthesia, yeah. by definition, I believe, is like a crossing of the senses. Some people can, it's going to sound silly, but almost, almost silly, but you can like, some people can taste color. You know, it's like a crossing of, of the five senses, which is really fascinating when you, when you, uh, when you think about it, you know. It really is. Well, it kind of makes sense that some things would just right. be an obvious connection to in For some sure, ways. Yeah. That is yeah. so cool. I'm so glad you brought that up. And your path to getting into and and playing music has had a few twists and turns, because you mentioned that you loved it as a child. How early did you start? And and I don't know if you want to walk us through the path. It's, it is fascinating. Oh, sure. I mean, it's, it's kind of a, I'll, I'll definitely, you know, modify it for you. But I remember <laughs> the earliest memory I have, I was like literally sitting on the end of my bed with my mother's harmonica. She used to play harmonica from time to time. And I just knew from the time I was little that that was going to be play a huge role in my life. You know, it's a very integral part of, I guess, of, you know, who I am and stuff. So I started to play a little bit and I started writing songs 
probably, I, I think I wrote my first song for a talent show. I, I started writing songs. I was probably about nine years old, but I, I played my first, like, you know, composition, my own song. I think I was maybe 12 or 13 mm-hmm. in a school talent show, and I think I won, like, third prize or something. So, you know, I've been this way from the time I was a kid. It wasn't something that I, I came into, you know, later on. I just, I've always been this way. Like I said, whether it be artistically on the visual art side or the music side. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then I just started to play. I, I actually did a couple of guest slots in country jamborees when I was super young. I was like 13 years old. I used to literally sneak in the back door <laughs> of this, uh, it was called the Double 12 Lounge at the time. And on mm-hmm. Sunday afternoons, they'd let me sneak in the back and play, you know, a few songs with them. I used to do Tammy Wynette songs and. It was a blast, you know, I just, I really have always gravitated toward music of some kind, and I'm, I listen to all kinds of music, so it just kind of grew from, from that point, you know, my mom is a huge Janis Joplin, like Bob Dylan, Bonnie Raitt, uh, Creedence Clearwater, that kind of music, like the Woodstock generation, as it were, and my dad is more of an old country fan, he loves like Merle Haggard, and Tammy Wynette. So it's sort of like a melding pot of those, of those type of styles, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And your, your voice is so beautiful. And there's a lot of what uniqueness to your style, but I could see that there's other influences probably that are sneaking in as well. Thank um, you very much. Yeah. I, I just, I keep, I think it's really important if you take your art seriously and you, you strive to be a better artist, which is what, you know, I, that's the whole goal, you know, is to, to rediscover things and mm. to dis- discover, you know, new things as you move forward. But I think it's really important in order to do that successfully, you have to keep an open mind to, to different styles and while maintaining your own your own voice, so to speak, right? So for me, like I've always gravitated toward blues. I, I love blues music. That's kind of first and foremost for me. I just, for some reason, I've always, I don't know, I just love it. And every time I hear it, I think, yeah, you know, that's, it's right in the pocket with what really resonates with me soulfully. So again, it's, it's just been a combination of the things that I, I naturally gravitate to and the things that I've been influenced by, you know, it's a big melting pot of, of styles. Yeah. Well, and for, I don't know, for the blues genre, I don't know what is it that draws you to it because it's kind of I love that it is a mix of what heartbreak, but there's also something so much deeper than that. What is it for you mm-hmm. that makes it feel like home? It just feels real. I mean, I know that sounds almost cliche, but there's something incredibly palpable about the stories. You know, the hardships that people endure. I I certainly can't relate to a lot of that on that level, but I think just the genuine quality of the music and the realness of it and, you know, the brokenness of it. I've always been drawn to more, I guess, the darker side of things. I don't know if that's just because that's who I am by nature, you know, as far as what I find interesting, because I really believe that there's a lot of beauty in in that kind of darkness. There's a lot of joy that can come of that. You know, these people that, that write these incredible songs have overcome so much you know, so I think, again, it's just stuff that we can all relate to on a universal level. Yes. Very palpable music. And it's, you know, rhythmically and, and structurally, everything about it is just 
I just love to live there, if that makes any sense. Like that's oh, it the does. Place <laughs> I feel, yeah, I feel most comfortable there. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah. And that's uh, so interesting because I feel like the show, I mean, that's kind of one of the, the starting off points is that out of the darkness, kind of, we can find ourselves in some ways. Mm-hmm. And then Absolutely. once we've lived through it and found mm-hmm. our way through it, there's a lot of joy that, Absolutely. And even more joy than before on the other side. It's it's amazing. Yeah, and I think, you know, I've I've always been a firm believer, and I think everybody may have a different take on this, but I, I really believe sometimes you have to hit rock bottom in order to find that that place of, of true joy and really know what, what that level of appreciation is. You know, my analogy is you have to kind of, you have to make a mess before you can clean the house, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I love that. So, yeah. yeah. So that's kind of where, I mean, I've just learned a lot from, and I certainly, again, I can't really relate to some of those real downtrodden, tough times that people have been through. I've been through my share for sure, but there's always someone that's been through worse. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I totally know what you mean too about feel like you could live there. I mean, there's some songs yeah. that I just, I, that's a really, I love your choice of words because I can relate to that so deeply that you could just put on repeat and feel like you could live in. And I don't I don't even really know what that fully means, but it's captured well, something so deep and, and wide that yeah, you could almost step into it. Yeah, and it's beautiful. I mean that's that's to me that's the true mark of a, a good songwriter is when you you know, because songs are an incredible vehicle for connectivity, for human connectivity, you know, and mm-hmm. and healing and uh that's that's the true mark of a, of a good artist. I think it's so important just to tell your truth and not be afraid of that level of vulnerability because that's really where the joy and the beauty lies. It's right there. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. Great. One of the songs on your album that I just adored when I got to hear it is Freebird Flying. Oh, thank you. Mm, so good. And I I know I heard in another interview with Jan Hall, I think, which I'll link up to, that that song is about your mother. Yes, and that just that made me love it even more when I heard it. <laughs> Thank um, you. Well, that's that's precisely what I'm talking about when I say level of, of vulnerability. You know, I. Yes. I put that song away. If you, if you heard that interview, I, I put it away for a while, you know, quite a while. And. I just, uh, I trusted that, you know, and, and came back to it when the time was right. And it was a hard song to write because, I, you know, I, I was in a real vulnerable place when it started. I don't know what really jarred, you know, or, or got it started in the first place. And I don't question that either. I just figure inspiration comes when and how it does. But uh, mm-hmm. it was a tough song to write, you know, because mm-hmm. I was in a really, like, a vulnerable position. Yeah. But I yeah. think that's where the best songs come from, is mm-hmm. our truth. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. The thing that struck me, too, is when you say that you're a visual artist, I feel like that transcends into that song so beautifully because I could see you in an ancient square as your mom flew oh, as a bird. You. And, yeah. like, I mean, I could see that with those words. And I, I, I don't know, is that what you were envisioning or are, are you open to yeah, sharing that part of exactly. it? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's what I mean when I say, like, I have these little vignettes or, or movie trailers is the best mm-hmm. way that I can describe yep. it. When I write, everything is a visual. Not sure how that works for other songwriters. I think everyone's a little different in their approach. But for me, what comes organically 
are these are these moving pictures in my mind and as the story kind of reveals itself it there's always imagery there mm-hmm. so and and again that that song was incredibly vivid for me you know mm-hmm. like the 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 birds flying and the the whole ascension and mm-hmm. my sitting at the top of the stairs i remember that you know an actual flashback of when i was a little girl sitting at the top of the stairs and stuff so yeah it was it was a pretty vivid a vivid song mm, it's beautiful yeah Thank you yeah so i much. know <laughs> yeah well and i'd i'd love to play it at the end of of our conversation if that's okay with you of course sure well, thank you yeah tune in for that folks because it's a good one and i know in my own experience i have had what i totally could swear was my grandmother show up as a dove so that was the other thing that yeah. i was like oh, oh this is yeah. so like it's one of those songs where it it invites you in and then you could like you said you could just live in it it was just thank, thank you, for you very me. much well that's that's just a nice it's a nice thing to hear because i feel like when i hear folks say things like that i've done my job you know and how lucky am I to be able to do what I love and reach people on that level, right? It's yeah. an incredible thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is beautiful. You also chose a very special name for this album, Star Seeds. And I was not familiar with the term. Would you explain what that means? Sure. You know, it's funny. A star seed is an impasse from a different dimension. And I know sometimes when I explain that to people, they think, oh my God, this woman is like going hippy dippy on me. But I just thought it was a beautiful, the notion of a star seed, you know, it's a beautiful mm-hmm. sentiment because we need a lot of empathy, especially right now, a lot of healing and connection. And I felt, you know, as opposed to putting the focus on me to say that, because that's how the whole term came about years ago. Somebody said, they actually said that I was a star seed and I started laughing. I said, I'm not sure if that's good or bad. But when I did the research, I just thought it was such a beautiful sentiment. And as opposed to putting the focus on me, clearly, I, it's more about the songs being star seeds because, if, again, if they're written from an honest place, they're very healing and they're connecting. And so I just thought it was a, you know, a really appropriate name or title for an album because the songs I'm, I'm hoping will resonate in that way with people and, and bring people together, you know? Mm, yeah. Yeah. And I, that that's the sense that I got from them too, is that they are kind of like a little prayer, almost each of them being put out Thank for you. whomever yeah. is, this, is there a larger hope for healing that you have with this album? Well, I, you know, it's funny, Paula, right? I never really have expectation in terms of what the result is going to be. I, just work super hard and I my again my whole goal really in life is to just be the best artist I can be I think you know what what I hope for is just again that people can connect with the songs and if if they heal even a small part of a person or connect in a way that it brings somebody around to their own truth that's all we could hope for you know as, as artists and as songwriters it's uh I just think that that's like a job well done if you can, if you can accomplish that. I don't necessarily think much beyond, you know, I guess (laughs) moment to moment, people will say one day at a time, but with me, it's more like moment to moment, right? But wouldn't it be great if, if it, if it did work on a larger scale, you know, Mm -hmm. and if it does bonus. So I just think that it's important that we, continue to care for one another as a human race and 
and put that first as opposed to money and all this other stuff that seems to be sometimes at the forefront, you know? Yeah. 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 It has to be about humanity. It has to it has to come down to that first and I think again as an artist that that's our job, you know, to bring that into light somehow. Yeah. Yeah. And through your own experiences kind of yeah. like you're saying, state the truth that then maybe it will connect with other people and yeah. show them something of themselves too. Absolutely. I just think again, if you're honest with yourself as a writer, it's it's going to connect with somebody. It's it's going to you know resonate with someone mm-hmm. in the right way. Yeah. Mm, yes. And what's your what is your favorite way? I don't know to perform or connect as an artist. Obviously, albums are one way, but is there something you also love about the art? Yeah, I mean, I think you know, I'm, I tend to be a little bit of a shy person in the sense that sometimes it's quite scary to perform in front of you know, large crowds, but I I would say that the live performance for me is just an incredible experience. You talk about joy, right? It's uh, Mm -hmm. like, I just feel really blessed that that folks will have me and that, you know, I can connect with people on that level. The live performances are really important. I think for me as, as an artist and a vocalist, like the whole package, it really there's just it's like apples and oranges right you can't compare like recording to live performances but i just think if i had a preference live is the way to go you know it's just that spont i I guess the spontaneity of it is really what what i get a charge out of i love it yeah yeah and there's an energy obviously with other people there participating in a connection and Mm -hmm. yeah Yes. Yeah, when you look out there, you know, it varies. Some people look very serious, you know, they're looking <laughs> back at you like, what's going on here, you know? Yeah. And other people, for the most part, are smiling or they're like, you know, doing the head thing, bobbing the head back and forth. So it's just like, yeah, we're all in this together, man. It's a great feeling. So you can't yeah. capture that clearly in a recording studio. Um, no. no. There's a lot of pluses to that, though, too. But I just think that... uh you know, there's a lot of pluses to like recording in the studio and, and whatnot. Each thing has its its positive, but I just think that the live the live performances, the whole spontaneity of it, and the the experience is just undeniable mm. where it's at. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I mean, I don't perform often <laughs> or with anything, but yeah, but I love I love giving a like I I love speaking. I love you know. But again, the podcast is fun because then it means there's other people that can join me. Um, sure, yeah. I know you talk also about you have this deep drive to write and that that sometimes can push you along. Mm -hmm. What has that looked like in your life? Writing, you mean? Yeah, yeah. How has that followed through kind of on your journey? Well, I think it's it's really important, you know. And I, I was never really a good songwriter. I'm not saying that I am now by any means, but I think I've I've definitely grown, you know, into the craft and I've I've worked super hard to to kind of figure it all out, right? And I'm still not there. I think that's what's so exciting about it is the whole process. But I really have to remain active on the writing side. I, I do a little blogging, I do a lot of, you know, just personal writing or I'm really diligent about trying to keep the songwriting going. I don't force write. I've never been one to do that. I greatly admire folks that can 
can staff write, like the folks down in Nashville and stuff. I, I have a lot of respect for people that can do that. But I just, I think writing just goes hand in hand again with the whole level of creativity. I think it's just a, an art form and it's, I have to remain active in it, you know, all the time. It's very mm-hmm. consistent for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. and for, I get the sense that maybe writing a song and writing, say, a blog post, are those two different touch points for you? Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that the commonality is, again, the honesty and the, you know, just putting yourself out there, so to speak. But I think songwriting is a completely different structure craft-wise. I mean, you have a very limited amount of time mm-hmm. to say what, what it is that you really, to, to speak your truth, so to speak. So it's a completely different craft. But what I love about songwriting is the challenge of, like, it reminds me of doing, like, a New York Times crossword puzzle. You know, it's not an easy thing to do. And when you figure some stuff out and you get there, like the end result, and you know that it's right and you're and you're being completely honest and it's, you know, it feels it feels really good. It's got that soulful feeling. It's it's an amazing feeling, you know, and it's such a gift. So, but I think the other is just as important, like to keep a blog or to keep a journal. I think one kind of feeds the other, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I'm just getting a sense that there probably is, as you finish a song, there's that sense of this, this has hit its completion point and now it's ready. But it mm-hmm. sounds like there's some others that maybe sit and simmer for a while. Yeah, I just, you know, I, I've learned, I used to just throw ideas away or, or throw things out. And for years, I've had this, this thing called a puzzle box. But it's just more of a mental puzzle box, but it's also just a folder or a notebook of all these different little ideas that I might jot down or phrases or, you know, even words. But I've learned not to throw things away because there's a reason why they're there, why, they, why they're manifested in the first place, you know. So I've learned to kind of respect that a little more. And again, I don't force things. If something's not working, I... I'll take the dog for a walk or I'll, you know, go off for a little while and and do something completely different Mm -hmm. and come back to it. It's kind of like the analogy of, like I said to Jan, you know, in that other interview at Folk Roots, that you have to learn to let a painting dry overnight because it's going to look completely different once it's dry. Mm, Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, it really is the creative process. I mean, as you're saying that too, I'm I'm thinking about an interview that I did with Vitaly Beckman, who's a magician. And he talks about yeah. that same thing of like, he'll get to a certain point with an illusion and then realize, wait, this isn't quite where I want it to go. And so he'll set it aside and go do some, something mm-hmm. else. And I never really, I mean, I guess magic is an art form, but I just never even thought about how you craft something and that it, that what the creative process is so similar for all different kinds of artists. And I can totally relate to that. I mean, to say that it's magic, I mean, that's where the magic is. The magic mm-hmm. is in, is in it really, it's, it's right in the pocket of believing in it enough, putting your faith in it enough to let it dry overnight. Trusting that process. You have to learn to really trust your process. I think that's key. And I think that comes with experience. You know, it comes with, with time. Yeah. And do you have any, I don't know, thoughts for people who are maybe at the beginning part of their own journey with probably any creative art and they don't, they're not, what, they don't quite feel like they can trust the process yet. How, do, how, I don't know, how do they get there? 
That's a tough question because I think everybody's yeah. individual. I, I know myself and I'm pretty open about it. I, I'm I'm not always easy on myself. I'm pretty hard on myself at times. And I think, you know, the, the advice that I would give, you know, in retrospect, just for my own process, like I would tell people, be as easy on yourself as possible and leave every window open for just any idea to fly in and just trust those ideas because they come for a reason. There's a purpose for everything, you know, and not to shut things out, not to excuse something because you feel like the general population isn't going to accept it. Again, if it's your truth and it's honest and it's coming from that place, it will touch people in, in the right way. So I guess that's the only thing I would say and to just be really diligent about your craft. If you love what you do, do it as often as possible. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yes, that's good stuff. I think it's easy for people to feel the discomfort of this doesn't feel right or I don't know what to do next and then mm-hmm. to kind of walk away from it, which is... Which well, is- I, think, I think that uncomfortable feeling is key. I think you have to go through that. You have to... And that happens a lot. I mean, I, I think no matter how experienced we are, I think there has to be some level of discomfort in order to get to the next place with it. Mm-hmm. You know, like you have to kind of go through that. It's all part of the process because that's what's going to bring you to a really great place, like a really cool result or, wow, this this was nothing like I expected it to be. And it ended up being this way as a result of that level of, of being uncomfortable with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. part of it. You just have to trust that, trust all of that emotional baggage, I guess you'd call it on some level. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. That's interesting. It is emotional baggage that usually is then murking yeah. up in the waters or whatever. I'm just I'm reflecting yeah, on that. It's, it's all like a mind thing, you know, and that all comes into your head. It's like sometimes it's it's perceived as negative energy, but I just think all of that is is necessary in order to grow with it and and to to land it at a really good place with it. Mm, yes. yes. So, yeah. That is beautiful. Let's see. I also really enjoyed. I'm going to ask this. Your pledge, what the pledge site that you're using for pre-sales, there's this hilarious mm-hmm. video of you doing, I think it's you doing an impression of Julia Child and Catherine Hepburn. Yeah, thank you. It's oh, silly. It's so I good. was really reluctant to put that out there because I thought, really? you know, oh yeah, yeah. But I'm just, you know, I'm I'm kind of, a, I don't know, I'm, I'm a little crazy. Like if you lived in my house, you'd say, oh dear. You know, most days it's just, it's interesting, I guess, like there's never a dull moment. But I, you know, sometimes I just, I'm at the point now where years ago I used to kind of conceal that because I would think, oh, you know, it's kind of goofy or people aren't going to really laugh at it or I think it's funny. But I'm just at a point in my life now where I'm like, you just got to let it all hang out and enjoy it, right? So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. and I was, I mean, so react, the honest reaction for me was I was laughing my butt off and I was like, wait, is oh, that, good. Is that her? Good. Yeah, a lot of people really enjoyed it. And I think, again, that's that's the whole point, right? Like, people really enjoyed it. I got a lot of positive feedback for it. And, you know, I'm in retrospect, I guess I'm glad that I did do it. And I and I thought it was, you know, kind of an interesting, an interesting way to put put it out there, because I haven't seen a lot of that before. So it just was I was being more honest with myself in the sense of, just do it your way and don't worry about how everyone else is doing, going about this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I love the playfulness of it. And like the, this is Thank just you. kind of, 
I don't know, quirky and fun. And, you know, I love to do a Carol Channing impression yeah. whenever I can. So, you know, I think we all have that side of ourselves where we like to do, you know, kind of right. the unexpected. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it is. And it's, it's a lot of fun, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Certainly um, something I'm going to want to remember when I'm, when I'm older. And those are the things you kind of look at too, you know, the things that you can revisit as you get older and really find a lot of to get a kick out of or a charge out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it really is another guest called it a pocket of Santosha, but that's a word for contentment. Yeah. Yeah. It's a yoga term, but like, I, it felt like one of those moments where you just said yes and like went for it. And then like, we're all connecting yeah. over it and enjoying and loving in it too. So. Exactly. And that's, that's key. That's where mm-hmm. it's at. It's that connection. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're also, so the, the new album comes out May 4th, Star Seeds. And are you going to continue to tour with the album? I know you've been on the East Coast a bit. Will the tour continue? Yeah, we've got a lot, a lot of tour dates coming in. And uh, I'm real excited to get out there. I just feel really, again, blessed that I can get out. I'm, I'm touring uh, right now with uh, the Weight Band. And they're guys that are original members of the band, you know, with Levon Helm. and. I just feel like it's it's a great a great match in the sense that their audiences have been super warm and receptive to to the music that I'm putting out there and it's been an interesting journey so we're going to we're going to continue you know probably going to tour right through the year and into next year and see mm. where that brings me you know Yeah fun will you be on the west coast at all well, I'm hoping to get out that way. I have a I have a sister in LA. She's been living out there now for about 20 years, and you know, I I'm I'm ashamed to say, but I've never been out there. So <laughs> I, I'm it's about the only place I haven't toured, Paula. So I'm you know I'm long overdue, and I'm I'm hopeful. You know, hopeful we'll get out that way for sure. Well, San Francisco would love to have you, Carrie. So <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah. I know I'd love to. I'd love to visit there as well. So yeah. you never know. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully, it'd be fun to meet you too. Yeah. So I have a couple of last questions that I ask everyone, but why don't we talk a little bit about where can people find your album, and if they want to be in touch, how can, where can they find you? Sure. Thank you so much. They can find the album. I mean, it's it's going to be available everywhere as of May 4th. Uh-huh. Uh, you could pre-order it now on iTunes, or you could simply just visit me via the website. It's Carrie Powers, K-E-R-R-I, powers.com. And you can certainly reach me. I do have uh, an email. I'm not always, you know, around, I'm, especially as of late, I'm not around a lot in terms of getting back to people right away. But I do have a general uh, mailbox on the website that people can reach me and I'd love to hear from folks. So. Hey, I will link up to all that in the show notes too. If people are oh, great, if you're out there driving, <laughs> you can yeah, find thank it later. You so much. <laughs> yeah. Well, so here's, here's the last two questions. Where have you seen resistance come up in your life and how have you dealt with it or overcome it? That's a great question. Well, I think, I think, you know, a general answer to that, my initial response is that I think we all come up with resistance at various times throughout our life. So it's not just one time in particular, but I think, you know, just to relate it to our discussion today, I, you know, I was, I was married for 20 years and 
he was a real good person. I, I talk like he's gone, but he's still very much here. A really good person, but just the support level just wasn't there. And I made the decision to, you know, the right decision, obviously, to raise my son and kind of put my creative endeavors on the back burner. It was very hard to do. And, you know, I haven't always, in terms of just resistance overall, I haven't always had the support or the understanding. You know, I've literally had people say, you need to get a quote-unquote real job. Well, this is a real job, and I've believed in it my entire, you know, life pretty much. So there's been a lot of resistance on that side, but I just have, I've always had this real strong constitution, you know, from a very, what I'd like to consider a really soulful place that's just allowed me to continue. And I'm, I'm a fighter. I'm not, I'm not somebody that just, uh, I'm definitely not a quitter, you know? Mm -hmm. So I just think that it's really important for people to have faith in themselves. And I think that's a tough thing to do. But you have to surround yourself with people that do believe in you, that love you unconditionally, and that are willing to get behind you. And I have a remarkable team behind me right now. I have a very supportive family right now and a great team of folks that are working with me. And I really feel that that makes all the difference. You know, I have a wonderful manager, great booking agent, and just good people overall, yourself. I mean, people that have that have come to the table that take interest in what I'm doing and that's how you overcome things mm-hmm. by by coming together. You know, again it's all about humanity, so mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Love that. And there is Thank something you. so beautiful about the connection. Absolutely. Knowing how important the the people both near and mm-hmm. you know, even a, a step out in the <laughs> in the orbit, if you will. Like well, that's all true. Of them I mean, and I think sometimes, you know, it's we have to we have to be mindful that it's not about us per se. It's about more of a collective. You know, some people get very and we all do, I think it's human nature where we can become very self absorbed and kind of locked into that inward thing. And you once you let go of all that and you realize that it's about us collectively that's when positive changes arise and that's when good things really start to happen yes you know yeah love it and then our last question is what are three ways you can think of to jumpstart joy in your life in the world or in other people's lives well i mean the first obvious answer is art and music you know culture that's it brings a lot of color and a lot of joy into people's lives. I think really importantly is just getting up every day and, and being in a place of gratitude as much as possible. Even if things don't seem like they're going well, you know, you might have a bad week or a bad day, remain in that place of gratitude for the things that are going well because it makes all the difference, you know, as applied to, to the more... I don't want to say negative, but the things that aren't going so well, it just makes a difference. And I think love, just unconditional love and not being afraid to to show that to people, you know, help somebody out when they least expect it, you know, mm-hmm. even, even in something as mundane as a grocery store, just give more. I think we need to give more and not be afraid to do that. Mm-hmm. The great feeling in that. Yes. I love it. Yeah. Thank you so, so much. Thank Carrie. you. It's been a real treat. <laughs> Thank you. It has for me as well, Paula. I certainly appreciate your time. Do you ever go 
from the house on Limor Street. We light fires in winter and by summer couldn't stand me. Good love 
life's been hard You suffered through the hours alone Painted through the fear In shades of color all your own Picture was so clear to me Others didn't want to see You'll always be a free bird Flying What happened to my eyes Was I blinded by my love Top of those old stairs again Waiting out the fight again Watching every free bird Flying
Carrie, thank you so much for joining me this week. It's been such a treat to have you on the show. And I hope that you guys all enjoyed those two songs that we played. If you want to find out more about Carrie or her music or links to the things that we talked about, you can find show notes for this one at jumpstartyourjoy.com forward slash Carrie Powers. Next week on the show, I am super excited. It is time for another Friendpreneur series, which is when I have friends on that are entrepreneurs. And this coming week is Donia Bumgarner, and she is a coach and also has a podcast. We worked together on her show when she was just starting out, and her show is Nurturing Habit. It's just an amazing podcast. You're going to love this conversation because we talk shop all about podcasting and some of the ins and outs. So if you're curious about that, please do tune in. (laughs) So I hope you come back next week for Friendpreneur Week. And until then, I hope that your days are filled with so much joy.